Hello and welcome to Tea and Talk with Toya. I'm your host, Latoya Nicole, best-selling author, belief therapist, life coach, and organizer with SOLO Coaching and Consulting. Tune in every Tuesday for Tea and Talk about soul-penetrating topics, challenging mindsets that stagnate us. Because too often our limiting beliefs hinder us from living our lives by design. So if you are ready to unpack and move forward with your desires, stay tuned. You owe it to yourself to become everything you've ever dreamed. Great day, everyone. It is your host, Latoya Nicole. Thank you so much for tuning in to some tea and talk. Y'all, I'm wrapping up my Wide Awake series. This is this is the last part. Yes, part five. I've written five blogs. I posted the fifth one yesterday. I've been on here talking about it five episodes. I'm going to wrap it up today, just explaining some of the signs and symptoms so that you can make the accurate diagnosis. And... Upon listening to these signs and symptoms, because I think there are so many more, but these are ones I personally experience, prescribe them your absence. That is the best advice I can give you. Prescribe them your absence, please. <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, the first sign or symptom, or however you want to word that, narcissists move fast in relationships. So if after taking you on four consecutive dates, they love you or they can't see their lives without you and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, that that is a red flag that um, you should consider. <laughs> yes, please consider that. Um, but yeah, they move really, really fast. And when I think about it, it is to go ahead and hook you. It's almost like, let me love bomb her so much and get her to fall in love with me so that when I start playing these manipulative games that I'm going to play, it's going to be hard for her to see what I'm doing. Even harder for her to walk away. Because she's blinded by how sweet and caring and thoughtful I was in the beginning. Yeah. Um, the mind of a narcissist. Yeah. Number two, the love bombing. Now, when I wrote number two in my blog, y'all, I was so... I, I remember... The first time somebody had guilt tripped me when I established a boundary. And the things that the person said, y'all will never believe me, but I promise some of those same things I heard when I was younger growing up. Only only difference is, you know, it was concern. And I remember when he was saying those things to me and I could hear my relatives' voices. I was I just started feeling so overwhelmed and I started crying profusely, y'all, because one thing about that narcissist, well, those narcissists, because it's been more than one, they triggered the crap out of me. Like every time you look around, I was experiencing different triggers. 
So that's why I told y'all in the first episode about, you know, wide awake, that those narcissistic relationships are waking me. That's why I called it wide awake, because the triggers I experienced uh, ushered me into a deeper level of healing. Because, okay, it would have been, yeah, let me go to counseling or therapy or something, but no, let me let me heal my inner child. Let me do that, because she is very wounded. Because every time this, this person says anything or does anything, she is in there fighting. So, yeah, I know it was crazy when you read that or when I said it on, on the show that I was I evolved. But I really did. Because those triggers, everything started to surface. I mean, and it was in each relationship, different things started to surface. In each relationship that I had with a narcissist. So I had to get to the point where I started paying attention to that so that I can heal because I was deeply wounded and they were surfacing everything. Triangulation. Um, These people will triangulate you with other women. They also triangulate you with their mothers. I told you. I'm going to keep saying this until y'all believe me. These people have a very unhealthy relationship with their mothers. Very. And I know, I know, I said this on the last one that I know it's hard for you guys to even imagine a woman wanting to be with her son, but this is what it is. This this is what it is. We're going to move on from that because I know I lose some people when I say that. But pay attention to when they may casually bring up something an ex did, you're, you're going to later find that that ex is not really an ex, that that is somebody that they're actually involved with at that moment. And how they're going to triangulate you is, <laughs> you may respond to whatever it is, and then they'll go back and tell the other person what you said. Or if the mother doesn't like you, then the mother is going to control the narrative as far as how everyone sees you. She is going to wait patiently for her opportunity for you to do something she doesn't like. And then she is going to make sure everyone knows. And then that's when you'll see everyone turning their back on you and believing that you are someone or did something that you did. So triangulation, just, Think about a triangle, think about him, and think about you on one end, and then you got somebody else on the other. But with some narcissists, it's a whole lot of triangles, because y'all, they are nasty, and they will, they will have three or four different women going at the same time. And I, you know, I think to myself, how y'all get time to do this? How y'all even think this is okay? This is nasty, and it just lets me know they have no, I mean, there's nothing in there. There's no hope. There's nothing in there. And one one narcissist in particular that I dated, I'll never forget this man got out of the shower, and, and he sat next to me to dry off and get dressed, and there was this stench coming from him 
that was so gross. And I'm thinking to myself, didn't it smell since you got the shower? But I smelled the body wash too. So at that moment, I didn't even know that I was smelling. It was spiritual, basically, what I was smelling. And it was just horrible. And in addition to that, I was sitting with my back to him one time. And I felt like, and, and he was laying down, like about to take a nap, and my back was to him. And I remember I felt some dark presence, like it was creeping up over my back. And I turned around and looked at him, and I'm thinking to myself, what have I gotten myself into? Because y'all be out here calling everybody demonic. Y'all don't, y'all don't even know what that means yet. Like, you have no idea, okay? Future faking. Future faking. That's just what it says. Simple terms. This is how the relationship is prolonged. They make false promises to keep you in expectation. So if you guys start dating and Shucks, he'll probably be the one to start making plans for marriage and babies and stuff and he bringing it up first and very early, then that's definitely a red flag. And they're just going to keep future faking. Oh, we're going to buy a house. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And girl, two years pass by, you ain't done none of that stuff. So if you want to put an end to that, pull out your calendar in front of them when they say that. Write down the day they said it and be like, okay, you said we're going to do this in October. And then write down... October and go to October and write it down and from the day they say it up until October just notate any action they've taken towards getting it done and watch you find yourself in October and then they'll tell you oh my money wasn't right or something like that a narcissist unless he's like really wealthy the money's never gonna be right because they're trying to take care of multiple women they will lie and make you think that they have it all together. And when you really get deeper in the relationship, you find that these people don't have it all together like they say. They got loans all over the city. 15 credit cards. They don't have it all together. And they keep having to do this because they got to they gotta impress you. But once they've impressed you, and once they've gotten you to a certain level of of love or whatever you want to call this foolishness they don't have to impress you anymore because they know they got you they are crafty they are crafty and it's so sad that they spend all their time and energy hurting people instead of healing getting to know themselves and being productive in society like if, if I could round all the narcissists up and take them and lock them in an underground cave somewhere, I would. Because the best place for them to be is with each other. And away from good, genuine people. Period. No accountability. Well, y'all know they're not taking accountability for anything. You could literally see them doing something and you could be like, why did you do that? Oh, I didn't, I didn't do that. You must have did that the other day and forgot. They ain't taking no accountability. Okay, you can see a text in the phone and they'll say, oh, I don't know who that is. That must be my cousin. My 
because an old lady must have texted me think, trying to get his number or something. Just some stupid, and when you really pay attention, the stuff they're saying is so stupid. It's like, oh my God. Because for a while, you may kind of go along with it, but after a while, you're going to be like, just shut up. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I was. After a while, I started talking back. <laughs> and I started saying whatever I had to say and didn't care. Because there are so many people, especially church people, you don't, you don't, you don't say nothing back to a man. You let them say what they want to say. You don't want to castrate him with your mouth and all this stuff. Girl, let me tell you something. That is not going to fly with me today. Because most of these women are being verbally and emotionally abused at home. And they think to be submissive means to just take it. I'm not taking none of that. So if that means I'm going to be single, I'm not afraid to be single. The longest I've been single, 10 years. I'm not scared. <laughs> I love being with myself. Okay? So that's not going to fly. Because I'm all about reciprocating. And this whole bruising the male ego, look, I'm over that. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to damage me. And I sit in silence and allow you to because if I tell you where to get off, it's going to bruise your ego. This is the problem that society has created. And this is why so many women are accepting the unacceptable. And a lot of it started with the church. I said it. All right. So another sign and symptom is unhealed traumas. And of course, y'all gonna know these people have unhealed traumas. I mean, that's going to be very obvious just from the things they say. They are going to tell you a few of the childhood stories. They're not going to tell you the ones about their moms touching them and stuff like that. But they're going to tell you a few of them. Just so you guys can trauma bond. Because that's basically what, what's going on. You're going you're gonna to pick up on others just being around the family dynamic. But you're going to know that they have unhealed traumas. Because the moment you say therapy, it's, it's almost like picture someone, picture a baby you're trying to feed and they keep turning their head. You know how babies do that? I saw a man do that when I mentioned therapy. And I don't even know if he realized he did that. But he got so uneasy. And, and he sat there like he wanted to freaking run away. Pay attention. Of course, we know they're controlling. Narcissistic people groom you just like any other abuser. They're going to wear you down until you're no longer reactive and you just comply. That's what they do. You're just going to comply. Any abuser that you can think of, they groom. Usually groom the moms first to get to the children. Narcissists are the same way. Any, any abuser has a grooming phase. Gaslighting. <sighs> Gaslighting, yeah. This is, this is how they control you too. This is how they control the narrative. 
And this is what they do to make you question reality and sanity. I mean, you, you're just questioning why am I alive? Why am I born? Why did I do this? Why? This is how bad it gets. Now, I've never been married to one, so I was always able to, to just flee. But for the women that are married to them, I can't imagine what they're going through. Because they're dealing with this stuff constantly. And if over a period of time, this is how I was feeling, y'all can't, can't I mean, you can't even imagine what they're going through. And this is why I wanted to bring awareness because some women know what they're up against at this point. And then there are some that don't. And then I notice what a lot of people do is once they flee from a narcissist, they go choose another man with similar characteristics. I mean, I did it. We got to take time for us. We have to Learn how to be single and be okay. Grandma and mama telling you, when you're going to get married, when you're going to have kids and all this, they ain't never been married. So don't let nobody <laughs> make you feel some kind of way because you haven't been married and they haven't been married. And if they did the relationship, they're not married now. We got we to gotta stop letting other people's opinions govern our lives you have to do what you need to do for you it does not matter what they say like stop abandoning yourself for mama and grandma these people have lived their lives don't let them live yours this is your life and you know what's best for you so if you need to sit yourself down somewhere for five years be single and in that time get some healing do what you need to do for you because until you heal those wounds, those internal wounds, that inner child trauma, we are going to keep recycling the same energy. Different face, same energy. All right. The next sign and symptom, they are inconsistent. After they've impressed you, after they've taken you on the highest heights, the inconsistency kicks in and you feel like you have fallen from the fallen from the highest of heights. Okay. The dates, it if you go on one, okay, they'll be very sporadic. The gifts, they don't care, they don't care about bringing you gifts when, when you when you're upset anymore. They got the new supply over there that's giving them all the love and attention that they want now. And you know what, you know what else I've, I've noticed about one in particular I dated? Do y'all know how we can cook something and we can eat it a couple of days before, you know, we're, he couldn't eat the same food over and over. And I know you probably like, well, what, what I got to do with anything? He likes variety. He wants something different. That's actually a sign. Didn't want the same, didn't want the same thing. Wanted something else on that palette. And I would have to do an entire <laughs> different episode to really, really explain where I'm going with that. But I noticed that about him. And it was so weird. I'm like, okay. And when I noticed that, 
I asked him, I said, are, are you the type of person that when you were little and you, your mom got you a new toy, you played with the toy for a little while and then you wanted something different, like, immediately? And he said, yes. And that confirmed what I was getting at. These people can't even commit to, to three days of eating the same thing. What makes you think they're going to commit to being with you? And I know you're probably like, well, I'm not food. If you think about it, it gets deeper. It gets so much deeper. All right, the next one. They are emotionally unavailable. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, y'all. Mama deprived them emotion. She deprived them on every level and then beat them. It, it, you won't get no compassion. You're, you're not going to get any connection at all. It may feel like a connection at first, but you will then realize that's no. It's not a connection. It's actually a noose around your neck. And y'all know on Teen Talk, I'm going to just say it how it is. Not a connection. A noose and a connection is very different. Trust me. Trust me. All right. They lack remorse. We know that they lack remorse. Because if they had any, there is no way that they would intentionally set out to hurt people like this. And think about it. If the father wasn't in the house, who y'all think they learned this from? Y'all got to understand some of these... A lot of them I know right, were raised by single parents. And if the daddy was in the house, he was working a lot. So who y'all think taught them how to get a woman to fall for them and how to play a woman? Who y'all think taught them this? Because y'all love to see, and I understand if you're a mom, you would hate to view mother, other mothers in that light because you're like, well, what? I don't, she's a mom, though. I'm a mom. But you're not that kind of mom. So stop comparing yourself and putting yourself in the same batch as these narcissistic mothers. Their mothers taught them this. All right. <laughs> and the last one that I had on my blog is jealousy. These people are very jealous of you. Baby, if you got something going on, you better watch them because at any given moment, they will try to sabotage whatever you got going on. And when things are not going right for you, they are very happy. Pay attention to when you start experiencing turbulence in whatever you got going on. They're happy. They're happy. They're offering you advice. They're encouraging you. And then the moment that things shift, because you've probably been in there praying, and that thing shifts and it works out for your good, watch and see how the energy shifts. They're going to be very quiet because they're trying to process that anger because they are mad as hell at you because they didn't want it. The whole time their thoughts, they're sending these thoughts out in the atmosphere for you to fail. I told y'all these are some of the darkest people you ever want to meet. And they look very normal. They look normal. 
they probably your pastor, they probably your teacher, probably your mom, <laughs> probably your dad, probably your brother, probably your sister. I told you they run in packs. And you would never believe how dark these people are. You would never believe. Let me let me let me say this, ladies. If you start dating a man and you find out very quickly that he's with somebody else or been lying to you and you get away, baby, you won. You won. It is February 1st. And from this day forward, I want you to look back on those relationships and say, I won. Because you could have very well escaped a narcissist. You won. Stop looking at yourself as less than because he chose to do something else. You are the winner in this situation. Move on. Take your power back and keep it kicking because you won. I used to think that I was the winner because they came back to me. Eventually I realized that I did not win anything. And I always said, if I could see some of those girls right now, I'd let them know, you won. I, I'm serious, because they really did. The stuff that I went through, and I, and I, I had, the signs were there, could have been avoided. But I blew through the signs like I'm driving my car through red lights. Take your power back. Pick up your pieces, heal them, and go on with your life. Because any, any relationship that dissolved quickly because you found out some stuff and you, and you fled and you ran for your life, congratulate yourself. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wide Awake Part 5, Wide Awake Series has concluded. I appreciate everyone who stuck in with me this long I'll be back with some more tea and talk next week and a different topic. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Tea and Talk with Toya. If there was anything shared that resonated with you, please share on your platform. I'd greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that follow button to be alerted on all upcoming episodes. Have a wonderful day.